Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Now I'm standing in front of her, and I really want to kiss Rose. I really do. But I want to make sure that she really likes me. That you... uh... Mm. What? (laughs) (laughs) Am I what you expected? Do you like? I expected you are tall to me. Tall? More tall? Short to me. (laughs) I thought if I told you I was the same height, maybe I would have a chance. I see on first, in person, she is really big. Hey you guys, welcome back to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry. I'm going to do a straight up 90 Day Fiance recap. I know that I uh, promised to do Life After Lockup, but frankly, I haven't even had the time to watch it yet. Ah, You guys, I'm getting really, um, I've been like upsetting myself, but like making myself watch the uh, Gabriel Fernandez documentary that's on Netflix. If you guys have like a trigger about abuse, I definitely would not recommend, like, child abuse, I would definitely not recommend watching it. However, I like to challenge myself and push myself to, like, know about things that I don't know about. And if they're rough, I try to, like, weather the storm if I can handle it. Because I don't have a lot of triggers, but I just feel like these are things that I should know about. And, like, if you can educate yourself and expose yourself to this case... Um, I definitely think it's worth it. Like the way that the justice system, I mean, we all know that it's like a horrific thing. It's it's so, so 
so sad to see that this happened to this poor boy. But, I mean, that's entirely besides the point. But I do recommend it if it's something that you think you can handle. But if if child abuse is, like, a trigger for you, I definitely, like, don't, don't do it. On a lighter note, you guys, let's get into the 90 Day Fiance recap. I, um, I don't know how I'm feeling about this season so far. Like, I find that I'm finding people annoying, and I don't, excuse me, I don't know that I have found that before. Um, like, Avery and Ash, Ash in particular, I'm really finding he's, like, getting on my nerves, but I don't know. Let's just get into it, shall we? Um, we start with Lisa and Usman. Lisa is flying to Nigeria. And basically what we see is like kind of a classic. Well, it's sort of a throwback. They didn't really do this in past seasons that frequently. But this episode, we have like, you know, the Americans flying to their respective partners countries and then we get like a flash of 24 hours earlier of what the quote-unquote foreigners were doing um in their country so we get a flash to uzman 24 hours earlier <laughs> wow he is i mean let, let me set the scene for you um imagine a man did he have a shirt on i think he had it like a like a you know like an undershirt on and boxer briefs and He's sitting, you know, on the side of the bed, as you do, as you wake up, he is lighting his morning bright green hookah that's on the bedside table. Um, There is a, I think the room is bright blue. He's texting Lisa as he's smoking the hookah in the morning. The bed is pink. The headboard has been covered. So you can see the posts of the bed that are pink, but the headboard has been covered in those like, you know, like college stoner tapestries. And it's kind of like a red and yellow paisley. Um, there are no sheets on the bed. There are only pillows or excuse me, blankets. And those like thick, you know, those like thick commemorative blankets that you would get of like animal print or like has a big lion on it or a big, uh, like a big, I don't know, like a panda or something. It's very like Midwestern nineties kind of thing, but they're like, you know, a good thick blanket for you. Um, perfect for the nights in Nigeria. I'm sure. Um, he lives with his best friends, Usman and a guy named giant. They are roommates. And I mean that in the literal sense that they share a single room with each other. They live very basically. I guess they all share the bed. Um, uh, Usman is talking about how Giant is his best friend and he's the one who makes the bed every day. They, you know, like shower out of buckets and things. It's like very, very simple. All very befitting of a um, Nigerian celebrity and hit rap artist, I'm sure. Um, So he meets with his friends and they sit over a picnic table of like, cooks sparkling wine and more hookah i'm not sure if that's his bedside hookah or his nighttime hookah who's to say um and he tells him about lisa coming he shows him a picture of lisa (laughs) so imagine this three guys sitting at a table uzman and his two friends are sitting across this table from him or maybe it's three guys two, two or three guys this one passes a pic. He's a picture of Lisa that we see on the screen that is like clearly very edited, not like 
too bad, but like a very, um, oh my gosh, what were those pictures back in the day where like everybody looked sort of like dreamy and there was like Vaseline on the screen? Oh my gosh, what are those called? That's going to drive me crazy. Um... Oh my gosh, what were those pictures called? This is so annoying. I can't think of what they're called, but um, glamour shots. Yes, they look. It looks like a glamour shot. There's a big uh, red heart next to her face. Um, you know, very, very edited. Uh, not so much like uh, Zied and the lady from. Do you remember Ziad from Tunisia? And I can't think of that. But they would always wear the matching leather jackets from a couple seasons ago. Not as bad as that, but certainly like she's softening the lines a bit, quite a bit. Um, So they, he shows them a picture and his friend takes one look at it and goes, and just hands it to his friend. And then his friend looks at it and he goes, what? They continue to be so rude. I was just thinking, maybe I didn't really like this episode, but the way that they treated Lisa was, like, horrific. It's a nightmare. Like, if I were her, I would surely jump off of, like, the highest bridge in York, Pennsylvania. But, but it was also kind of funny. Um, so the other friend points to the phone and a picture of Usman, or Lisa, and says to Usman, so you're okay with this? <laughs> this, meaning Lisa. And Usman goes, she's not this. She's my love. And then they want to like know how old she is. And they're all horrified. Usman tells them that Lisa's really possessive and that basically he will, she will um, DM any woman that she sees on Instagram or any of his social media who's getting a little too spicy for her um (laughs) okay so lisa finally lands in nigeria and uzman comes to pick up lisa she thinks that they're going to be all alone and that this is going to be like some romantic thing where they have to like they like i I don't know where she gets fingered in the back of a car while some uber driver has to like drive them to their hotel or something but he brings the roommates which lisa is like not excited about at all just like oh she's expecting to have uzman's full attention the entirety of the trip the three weeks that she's going to be there but when she means that she means like i want us to be alone in a room if we're not having sex and we're getting ready to have sex I don't want to see anybody else I don't want to talk to anybody else and Usman who I think genuinely seems to like Lisa is like I want her to meet my family meet my friends be part of my life like I don't understand why she wants to just be with me like yeah of course you guys want to be together at all times but like she just wants to like sit in a room with him it seems like and like not have anybody else interacting with them it's very strange um so he comes he makes uh one of his roommates hold the single rose that he brought for lisa they're you know they finally meet and you know they get the uh first impressions 
from each of them. And Lisa is obviously like very smitten. She thinks that Usman is actually a lot better looking in person than he is um, online. And Usman thinks that Lisa, um, listen, African men, African people tend to be very direct. And I don't think they're trying to be offensive. Like we saw um, with Michael and Angela the first time she went to Nigeria, he they took they went like dress shopping and he was like oh well she's fat (laughs) they just really have no filter when it comes to that but i don't think they're like really trying to be mean it's just how they communicate so uzman says that lisa has more belly and than he expected and that he wishes that she was more like hourglass shaped lisa's shaped kind of i mean i mentioned this before she's shaped kind of like an egg if we're gonna be honest like skinny little legs, kind of like a, a, a beefier upper body, if you will. I'm really trying not to be mean, but I don't really know what else to, how else to say it. Um, the roommates are much less kind than me. They're horrified by Lisa and her stomach and they just like are completely confused as to why Usman is putting himself in this position. So then they get back to the hotel. The boys, the roommates drop them off and they're in the room alone together and they're kind of like canoodling. She's like laying on top of him, which I'm sure he's loving. And the producers ask Usman, you know, if he's excited to have sex with Lisa. And he said, well, listen, I'm not attracted to her, but she has girl parts and I have boy parts. And once those come together, he said, it's going to be grooving. Okay. I think it's going to be yucky, but whatever. (laughs) Good for him. We're sticking it out. Um, next we're going to Stephanie from Yonkers. She is 29. She is a YouTuber and she is our official first person who is like out and pursuing somebody on the LGBT spectrum. So Stephanie is bisexual. She, like I said, lives in Yonkers. She's a YouTuber. She makes money off of that. She's very pretty. Um, and basically she tells us that she met, um, Oh, first of all, she's from the Czech Republic and she moved here to America when she was, I believe seven. Um, she and her mom have a really close bond and, for a long time, Lisa felt, or excuse me, Stephanie felt um, kind of like isolated because when she moved here for the first year and a half, she couldn't speak English. So she kind of went to social media, to YouTube specifically, and like found her community there. So from there, she found Erica, who was 24. Erica has like a very, um, uh, like a raver goth kind of vibe. Like we see pictures of her. She's got like super saturated, like bright red dyed hair. She's got like the, um, you know, those like really thick platform shoes. She doesn't wear pants. She's got those like, you know, like wrestling panties. On. I don't know what you call those like bloomers. Um, you know, she wears tights and, you know, like that kind of like, um, burning man sort of vibe uh she is 24 and she lives in the australian outback um erica is also bisexual so they are stephanie's planning on going to australia to meet up with erica and they've been speaking for i think 
nine months, she said. So there are a lot of hurdles in Stephanie's way. And I think this is, might be the most compelling, interesting cast member on the season. Um, so here are the issues. First of all, um, Stephanie has an illness. She has two years ago, she was diagnosed with something called aplastic anemia, which she tells us is a complete failure of the bone marrow. So because of that, she's like really immunosuppressed and anything can get her really sick. Even the common cold can kill her. So traveling is like a really big issue. The second big thing is that because she and her mom are very close, well, she's afraid to tell her mom. She is not out to her family yet. She's only told a few friends um, who she meets up with at some point in the episode. And they, you know, like obviously are encouraging her to come out before she goes to Australia. So her family doesn't even really know why she keeps saying like, oh, I have this friend. They think that she's filming a show to talk about her illness and like life after Yada, yada, yada. So she has them over, her mom, dad, and brother, Matthew, over for dinner. And the plan is to explain all of the situation. Explain that she is going to see Erica in pursuit of, you know, pursuing a relationship. So, and to also come out with them, to them. So she unfortunately like backs out at the last minute and she just kind of says like, you know, her mom's naturally very concerned about the fact that she, you know, travel can be very dangerous for her health wise. And she's like, I just don't understand like why, you know, and it would have been like, it was so like classic, like it could have been the perfect moment. Cause her mom is like continuing, continuously asking like, I don't understand, like, why you feel the need to go over there. Why do you want to meet this girl? Why, you know, why won't she come to America? Why won't, um, you know, like, why are you so insistent on meeting this girl? Why do you have to go right now? Um, She also, Stephanie also has to, um, in the beginning stages of her diagnosis, she would have to get blood transfusions every other day. And now she basically has to get blood work every three weeks. So her mom was concerned, like, you know, make sure that you're going to get your blood work done before you leave. And right when you come back, because that's right when you need to get it done. Um, And yeah, I mean, it would have been like the perfect opportunity for her to tell her family that, you know, I am interested in Erica uh, romantically, but unfortunately she didn't do that. Um, so she's basically got like a few days before she goes to Australia. So I guess we'll see what happens if she comes out with to them. Now we're going to go to Avery and Ash and it seems kind of like a throwaway. I don't know. It seems like they get the least amount of time and the least amount of story, but thank God because Avery's whole thing is that like, I don't understand. I don't know if Ash is like really who he presents himself to be because he's a relationship coach and he says all the right things and I just don't trust him and I have to go all the way to Australia to see like if he's telling the truth. And like that just seems to me like a big chasm between like I I don't know. I just can't imagine like traveling even a couple of hours and like not really being confident that I knew the person 
that I was seeing. Like, I mean, you never really know and it's a risk that you're taking, but it's also like, I just, for it to be like, either this guy is completely fake or we'll be getting engaged. It just seems like a big, a big difference to me, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, that's really just the story. It's like, she's boring as fuck. And so is Ash. He sucks. Um, we see him going to, um, He's, you know, okay, first of all, we see him going out in the, I don't know, whatever body of water is closest to him. He's shirtless on the beach. And he tells us that he doesn't drink, he doesn't smoke weed, that he, like, vibrates with the universe by going into the water every day. And it's like how he connects or some bullshit. I don't know. It was all very stupid. Um, He things that he that he and Avery have met in past lives and like I'm not going to take that away from you it's a vital part of people's spirituality and religious practices but I just feel like with Ash everything that he says is Marmite it's yucky and I don't want to deal with it anymore and then we get a last scene of him going to the florist the florist says that he he's getting a, a obviously a bouquet of flowers for Avery, and the florist says that he's known Ash for over fifteen years, and that he's one of his best customers because he's always getting flowers for different women. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. So, foreshadowing on that... Ash, see, I mean, he was talking about like his business and, you know, I wasn't expecting to get into, uh, you know, like just working with predominantly women or single women, especially in the relationship advice space, but that's just how it works. And then he said something like weird about how, like, (sighs) something about his opinions on women. It just seemed very like, um, what was that like coach that like what was that method of dating from a few years ago that like men try to like neg women I don't know he was just like basically said something along the lines of like women are more susceptible to like influence and they need to like they need guidance like women need guidance with regard to their relationship I don't know it was all very weird ugh ugh I I don't really like Avery and Ash at all. Um, Another short clip we see with Yolanda and Williams. Yolanda is my sweet summer child. 
<sighs> that poor mother of six who is clearly being catfished. And I, I'm very interested in seeing where this storyline goes because it kind of seemed to dead end at this point. But let's get into it. So Yolanda goes to get a juice at her local juice place. And she's talking about how excited she is to go to England um, because she's been, she really like held herself back. She tells us she used to weigh like over 300 pounds and that she was super shy and insecure. And like, she would never even dream of doing something like traveling internationally. So like now she's got this new lease on life, a new body. And like, she's just feeling, you know, really excited to do this and meet the potential love of her life. So, this was like the night after she and Williams and her daughter, Kara had this weird, uh, conversation where they're trying to, you know, uh, settle up plans to actually go to Manchester. And like he said, he, you know, was saying like, Oh, go to London and then I'll take you to Manchester. Oh, I'll just, you know, just land in Manchester. But he didn't know the name of the airport. And then like, he gave her this whack-ass address that was not even the Manchester airport. So this is the day after. And Yolanda said that she, since having that conversation with William, she's tried to contact him, reach out to him, like FaceTime and um, texting and emailing to no avail. And she is, while she's at the juice place, she says, like, this is the usual time where we have our conversation. So it's very weird. Like, every day we usually talk around this time. So it's weird that he would not pick up. So she keeps calling, calling. We see that she's texting. We see the messages going through. He's just not answering. So then we get a flash to later that evening. And Yolanda's getting mic'd up. We're getting very, like you know, like, uh, what do you call it? Like, just like raw, rough editing footage of Yolanda, like getting ready. They're getting the mics on lights ready and all that. Uh, Yolanda's sitting on her bed and she looks at her phone and you can see that she's looking at Instagram. This seemed kind of like a scripted moment or like a, Oh, we have to get this moment on camera. Like, even if it happened, like maybe you have to get it on camera after the fact. Um, but anyway, she says that she discovers that William has deleted his Instagram account. And this is something that I'm very confused about. Cause like, I do obviously use Instagram, follow me at everyone's business, but mine, but I don't know like the ins and outs of like people deleting their accounts and blah, blah, blah. So she says that Williams deleted his account. So as she was looking at it, he deleted it. All the pictures were gone. Um, it said user not found. And the only thing that was still there was his, uh, profile, uh, like, you know, bio, his bio. And then she says that he changed his username and she keeps saying the username, but it keeps getting bleeped out. So maybe there is some like truth to, I mean, I did catch a spoiler, but I won't spoil you guys. But so the username that it was changed to gets bleeped out. And so she keeps trying to call him and call him and he doesn't answer. And that was the end of what we saw of Yolanda and Williams, who she has in her phone as the Williams, which I have questions about. Like, 
what is this man's real name? <laughs> what was the first name that you were given, Yolanda? I, that's what I want to know. Uh, next, we'll go to Ed and Rosemary. Ed is traveling to the Philippines, and after 17 hours, Ed and his compression socks land. Um, Ed says that he, this is very sad, that he knows that he has a very good personality. Well, I want to talk about this, actually. So Ed says that he knows that he has a good personality, but that he's not attractive and that Rose is out of his league. I know it's like our inclination to say that, you know what? I'm, I'm not getting into it. I'm not going to get into it. But I, I, okay, maybe we will. I, I just don't, I think it's our natural instinct to be like, oh, don't say that when you say that you're not attractive. And I'm not making this case for Ed because of how I feel about his looks at all. But I just feel like, shouldn't we be able to say that we're unattractive if we feel that way? And like, is that really a mark of poor self-esteem? Like not everybody's winners. I don't, I don't know. I understand. I, I just always found it confusing when people would be like, no, don't say that about yourself. Like, I don't know. It's gotta be true of somebody, right? <laughs> I mean, truly no shade to Ed. I just, it's just because he said it. Um, but he's getting anxious because Rosemary has not showed up to the airport to pick him up yet. And it's now 20 minutes. Then we flash to Rosemary, who is showing us like her slice of life in the Philippines. Rose is playing with her son, Prince, and they're playing on like, what is, is I mean, it's not even a full mattress. It's basically like a thick pallet that they obviously use as a bed and she doesn't have a kitchen. There's no toilet. They sleep on the floor. They, um, bathe using buckets of water. They wash their clothes using buckets of water and then hang them up. Um, it is not the sort of living that we're used to in America, Certainly not the sort of living that Ed is used to in beautiful San Diego, California, not on his end anyway. Um, and I just, this is where I get frustrated with the Americans because it's like, I, uh, the ignorance, right? Like, uh, Ed has all these issues with his skin, with his allergies, his food allergies and stuff. And it seems like Ed makes a decent amount of money. I just don't know, like, why he thought he could live, why he would be spending this extended amount of time with Rosemary and her daughter, or her son, and then her sister and her sister's kids. And I think she has, like, two nieces and nephews or something like that. It's just... I don't want to like say that the, I mean, we, if you saw the show, you saw the show, you know, that this is not like what an American is used to in terms of living. And I, it's just very confusing to me that like, he doesn't do his research. Like, what did you think somebody who lived in three hours from the Capitol, like, what did you think her life was like? You've seen her on FaceTime. You've 
probably gotten flashes of where she lives and how she lives. And like, it's just very weird to me that like he would even, I just don't know why he wouldn't spring for a hotel, especially with all the creature comforts that he has to have because of his health issues. It's strange to me. Um, she and her sister Maria, as we learned last week, basically Maria's got a storefront and that there are two rooms in the back that she splits with Rosemary. So Rosemary has one with her son Prince and then Maria has it with her kids. Um, and so Rosemary says that like, she kind of helps her sister with the shop when she can, um, and that their mom passed. And so Maria is older and that Maria is kind of like her surrogate mother now. (sighs) It's, it's, yeah, it's a lot. Rosemary says that she loves Ed and that she thinks that his long hair is very sexy. We see pictures that obviously were like the pictures that she got of him, which were like, they weren't filters, but they were definitely like the best pictures of of uh, Ed that he could give her. We'll say that. Um, okay, so then Rose, you know, it, it's very clear that Rose is looking for a new life and is looking for, you know, an upgrade to her life. And we learn that Prince, her son, calls Ed daddy and she goes, oh, like, are you excited to see daddy? And Maria is like, oh, he calls him daddy? She's like, yeah. So she basically says that, like, the reason why Prince calls him daddy is because she wants Ed to become emotionally attached to Prince and in that way he'll feel more motivated to take care of him and them by extension. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Rosemary also wants to have two kids really badly, like immediately. And we remember that Ed wants to get a vasectomy and that he's been feeling kind of like iffy because he knows that she wants to have kids really bad. And he's either even set up two appointments, but ended up like canceling them at the last minute. Um, so uh, does Rosemary really like him? I don't know. I mean, it seems very much like she wants a a way out. Um, Maria says that 
She thinks that Ed is old and fat, but she doesn't care because he has money. We meet her father, Freddie. They all have ice cream. He's concerned about the age gap because Freddie's basically the same age as Ed. And he just really wants to know that Rosemary is being treated with respect, which is fair. Um, so finally we get, got back to the airport and, you know, Ed is going on about like how he lied about how he's 5'2", when in fact he's 4'11". He, uh, you know, is just really nervous that Rosemary won't be into him. So she says that there was traffic, but, you know, they seem, she doesn't seem like, in the previews they kind of made her seem like she was more disappointed and outwardly disappointed by his looks, but she didn't really say anything other than like, oh, well, I thought you were going to be taller than this. <laughs> but other than that, she she seemed okay. I mean, she did like circle around him and it was like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think she's going to work. I She's definitely trying. Um, Ed is elated with Rosemary, obviously. He thinks she's very beautiful. Um, but he's, you know, naturally nervous that she won't be attracted to him. So that's our cliffhanger with um, Ed and Rosemary. Basically, we see them go to the hotel or they're on their way to the hotel in the cab. And they kind of get into it a little bit because Rosemary, um, Ed asked Rosemary if she had ever been to Manila before. And she's like, well, uh I think she's if I think at first she said no because of Prince. She's like, Well, I have a kid, so no. But then she said that she had had like a New Year's Eve party with some friends and there were guys there. And then we see Ed get immediately jealous and he was like, Were they guy friends? Were you guys drinking? Did they stay there? Where uh where did you sleep? Were they you know, how do you know these guys? Blah blah blah. Uh, just gets very, very nerve wracking very early. Um, I hope that Ed is a little bit more chill about the jealousy. Like, I understand that he has a lot of insecurities, but it's just like, you know, be cool. Don't be all uncool. You know, I'm going to end it with our queen Darcy. She is looking <laughs> incredible. <laughs> uh, she's in workout gear. She's pulling up to her local Planet Fitness to really get her mind right and her body right, you know, mind, body, and spirit. It's a whole thing. So we find out in a, she's like doing a talking head, um, that she found out some interesting news about Tom, which is that, um, Tom had been basically posting pictures of him with some blonde girl. She looks very made in Chelsea, um, very like wags. She's, really pretty but you know has that kind of like English girl Instagram look um uh so the pictures she says were given to her so Stacy her sister gave them to her Stacy found them because Florian who was Stacy's uh fiance is still friends with Tom and that he saw the pictures and showed Stacy and Stacy showed Darcy um, then we find out that Darcy didn't see the pictures herself because she and Tom had gotten into a fight a few weeks earlier and they block each other on social media. I mean, God bless Darcy Silva, right? For bringing everything that we could possibly need. Imagine your 40 something year old mother, like blocking some dude on social media because they got into a fight. I love it. You love 
to see it. Um, so then <laughs> she's pumping iron. She's doing this, that, and the third. She gets on that treadmill, you guys, and she is like Sonic the fucking Hedgehog. They, she is like blasting through the the treads and she's just like very distressed about this whole situation so she knew something wasn't right she walks out of the gym stacy's picking her up in the nissan and they're driving off and they are going into like a full like selma and patty from simpsons like i i didn't i knew i needed to trust them yeah yeah i didn't trust them either like what are you gonna do i don't know Darcy and and Stacey are so funny. I wish they had their own show. Remember when they got into a fight and Darcy got arrested for beating up Stacey? This was only like two years ago. (laughs) See? You see what I mean? Um, So, yeah. She's just very, very upset about the whole situation. Of course, you would think that this would motivate her to not ever want to talk to Tom again since he's already blocked. But... Darcy decides right then and there that she is like, you know what? Maybe I will go to New York (laughs) and see what Tom wants. And that is the end of the episode of 90 day fiance. I'm hoping hoping it picks up. Um, I still have not really watched a whole lot of the Jeffrey scenes, but from what I've seen when it fast forwards, it sounds like uh, it looks very awkward. I, yeah, it seems like they're not into each other at all. So Good for her. Uh, Whatever your name is, girl, get out early. All right, you guys, that will be it for me for this week. I love y'all. Thank you for listening. Thank me for speaking. Losing my voice yet again. Have a great week. Bye.